Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. With our lives, we must be aware of where and who we invest our time, our energy, and our focus. Amen? You will not, you will not produce prosperity planting in poor ground. You will not gain a win with a weak team. You will not receive righteous rewards running reckless. And you will not be unified while unequally yoked. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. All right, so let's go ahead and dig in. Are you ready to eat? All right, let's go ahead and dig in. All right, so today I'll be coming from the title, Get Rooted, with the subtitle, Lukewarm, Just Won't Do It. Amen. Get rooted. Lukewarm. Just won't do it. So many of us in our lives, we we desire to grow, to achieve, to accomplish. We want to reach the highest peaks of life. We want our businesses to expand. We want our lives to to reach the highest peaks of life. Amen. And sometimes we, we do all that we can. But as we go about this thing we call life, sometimes troubles and trials, they come and they knock us down. So you can be on, on a path and you're, you're doing good. You'll start this journey, you're doing good. You'll start this walk and you're doing good. But as time comes, you somehow, you relapse instead of recover. Instead of recovering and getting out of this pit, you find yourself back to step one all over again. So the question I want to ask is why? Why? God, why? Why is it that I do so good and I'm trying my best to do good and when I'm on this journey, on this weight loss journey, trying to lose weight, somehow I find myself back eating what I want to eat, doing what I want to do. You're on this journey doing all that you can do and you're trying your best to, to do what you got to do. And at one point in your life, you were setting time aside in the mornings, giving God your time. But now as time went by, you're back to your regular old routine again where you're in the, in the mirror, brushing your teeth, your, your eyes halfway closed and giving God a sideways prayer. Amen. You were doing good at one point, but somehow you're back to your old regular routine. So the question is why? Can somebody say why? 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 God, why? The question is why, which is going to lead to my first point for today. My first point that I want to cover today is your root determines your fruit. Your root determines your fruit. All right, so let's take a quick look at the word root. The word root, it means cause to grow. It means also, there's two definitions. The first one means cause to grow. And the second definition means when something is rooted, excuse me, cause to grow. And the second definition is it means to establish deeply and firmly. So keep those definitions in mind. We're going to use those throughout this lesson. Cause to grow and establish deeply and firmly. So when you hear the word root, I want you to think of these two things. When something is rooted, you should see growth. Amen. And number two, when something is rooted, it is difficult to disturb or destroy. Because if it's firmly established in the ground, if it's firmly rooted in the ground, it's difficult to destroy that thing. So keep those two things in your mind. Amen. So before we even get to the root, we must first look at the ground. Let's first look at the ground. So let's go ahead and turn to uh, Matthew 13. I'm going to read verses 1 through 8. And I'm coming from the New King James Version. That's Matthew 13, 1 through 8. And when you get it, you can just say amen. And I'll go ahead and start reading it. All right, and it reads, On the same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea. And great multitudes were gathered together to him, so that he got into a boat and sat. And the whole multitude stood on the shore. 
Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some seed fell on stony places, where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth on the earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, notice that word, they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. Verse 8, but others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. So I just want to break this, this passage of scripture down for you. As you can see, In the first verses, it tells us that some seed fell by the wayside, some seed were eaten by the birds, some seed fell on stony ground, some seed fell on bad soil, some seeds were burnt in the sun because they were not rooted in the ground, amen? And some seeds fell in thorns and they were choked. And I want you to notice one thing with this part of the scripture, that all the seeds were placed somewhere, but not planted in proper position, All the seeds were placed somewhere, like we saw in the scripture, somewhere here, somewhere there. So all the seeds were distributed out and placed somewhere, but they weren't all placed in proper position. Amen. They weren't placed in proper position. So therefore, they weren't able to produce. We got to remember that in our lives, that as we go about our lesson about this journey that we call life, that we got to have our have our have the ground corrected where we're going. We got to know exactly where we're standing, who we're standing with, who's beside us, what places we're going with, because they can determine you know, is this, is this, is this good ground? Is, is this bad ground? If you're not on good soil, you're not going to produce. If you're not on good ground, you're not going to produce. Amen. And if we look at verse eight, it shows us that, but others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some hundredfold, some 60 and some 30. And it's important, like I said, for us to know what ground you plant in. I'm pretty sure there's some out, some some of you out here watching online or even here in the building. You know about gardens, you know about farming, that you got to know what ground you're working with. Right. You can't just take a seed and put it on any kind of ground right. and expect to see a fruit. You can't go find just any kind of, okay, this looks good. I'm just You can't just take the seed and throw it. You got to find good ground so that you can get what you got to get. Amen. Amen. You got to find good ground. Likewise, with our lives, we must be aware of where and who we invest our time our energy, and our focus. Let me say it one more time. With our lives, we must be aware of where and who we invest our time, our energy, and our focus. Amen? You will not, you will not produce prosperity planting in poor ground. You will not gain a win with a weak team. You will not receive righteous rewards running reckless. And you will not be unified while unequally yoked. Amen. And then just think about it. After you, you spent all that time sweating, you spent all that time, you know, getting the ground ready, preparing, and you spent all that time and you, you throw seeds in there on bad ground and all the effort you did tend to that garden, you don't see your fruit. That's wasted time. And I don't know about y'all, but I ain't got time to waste. Because this life here on earth, it's just like that. And so while I'm here on this earth, I'm going to do what God called me to do. Amen. We don't have time to waste. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So after it's all said and done, you want to see the payment for your pain. You want to see the payment for your tears. You want to see the payment for what you did. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So I got to know the ground I'm planting in is good. I got to know the ground that I'm planting in is good. And if I tend to my garden, 
I should see it grow. That's same for you. If you tend to your garden, you should see it grow. And if you tend to your garden, you don't see things growing, then we've got to get down to the root. We've got to get down to the root. Why is it that I feel like I'm doing the right thing? I'm doing the righteous thing. I feel like I'm, I'm going the right direction. I'm working. I'm doing this. I'm doing overtime. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. I'm you know, working in my marriage, working in my, my friendships, with my friends. But somehow I just don't see the fruit. Like I said, with this point, your fruit determine your root determines your fruit. Your root determines your fruit. So if you're doing all that you're doing and you're not seeing a product, there's a problem. Amen. So let's check this out. Let's look at Luke six. We're going to look at verses forty-three through forty-eight, and I'm coming from the New King James Version, and it reads as follows: For a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. A good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth good. And an evil man out of the evil treasures of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. But But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. It was founded on the rock. So let's just break this scripture down because this is some, this is some good meat right here. I'm going I'm to break it down for y'all. Amen. All right. So if we look at verses 43 through 45, it's telling us don't expect good fruit from a bad tree. It's also telling us don't expect bad fruit from a good tree. It's also very clearly telling us a good man will produce good and a bad man will produce bad. So I, I want you to just realize sometimes when you're, when you're going about this thing we call life, this thing that we call life, if you're constantly seeing things in your life and it's like, okay, something ain't right. I I call myself a good individual. I call myself a righteous individual. I call myself a saint and a Christian. I call myself doing these things, but somehow I just don't see the fruit. Because I don't know about y'all, my Bible tells me that if we follow God and seek his face, we should have these rewards handed to our hands. So why am I not seeing this, Lord? Well, what's going on? Again, we got to get down to the root. And what's in your heart? will flow out your mouth. Amen? So let's just focus on real quick verses 46. It makes me laugh a little bit because I like how God is very straightforward. In verse 46, he says, but why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? God is just so blunt. He's going to say how it is. He's very bold. I'm going to read it one more time. I'm going to break it down. It says, this is God speaking. Whoever comes to me and hears me saying, excuse me, but why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? So God is saying, you, you, you say that I'm your father. You're the father and I'm the child. We're the children. And I'm telling you, I'm giving you a whole book of instructions, the Holy Bible. You're going to church hearing the true word of God. I'm giving you all these, all these resources, and you're calling to me, God, I need help in the time of trouble, in the, in the time of spare, God, what do I do? And he has a whole book of instructions. But the problem is, you're not looking in that book. You're looking at another route. 
You're looking at, at funds or finance. You're looking at people to help you. But if we get down to the root, the rock, who is the rock? The rock is Jesus Christ. The rock is the word of God. Amen. Upon this rock, which I stand and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. So God is saying, why do you call Lord, Lord? What do I do? God needs you to help me. So let me ask you this question. Why are you even expecting to see a move from God? And you're not even listening or doing what he says. Why are you expecting God to, to move for you? Why do you feel like God's supposed to bless you or bless you when you will give him a partial, a par, give him partial half of you? You're not giving him all. You're not giving him all. You're not surrendering all. The song says I surrender all. But you want to give God a little bit of you, a little bit of your time, a little bit, of, a little bit of your energy, a little bit, a little bit of your tithe and your offering, a little bit of it. But you won't give God your all. So how do you expect him to pour into a cup when your cup is already full with your own stuff? Amen. You got a whole bucket here and it's full with your, all your own stuff. and want God to pour into you. Amen. So how do you expect to even hear from God or, or, or obey God? But you, you want to do your own thing. We got to get out of ourselves, y'all. We got to get out of ourselves. We got to get out of this flesh. We got to do the will of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I want you to think about this point. It's just like this. You want to have a strong savings, but you're spending your surplus funds on unnecessary stuff. Yeah. You, you, want, you want to score high on the test, but you're not studying. I want to get a good grade. I want all A's. I want to be on honor roll, but you're not putting in time or effort to study to get there. It don't make sense. You want to get promoted on your job, but you don't even do good with the position you're in. You, you barely be on time for work. You run in five minutes after your time had already started. But you want to get promoted, though. You want to get promoted. You, you want to get closer to God, but you're not communing with him. You want, you're, not, you're not taking time to devote with him. You're not taking time to read your word. You're not taking time to worship. God, I, again, I want to get so close to you, Jesus. And I want us to be, Lord God, like, like tight but you're not giving time to him. So how do you expect it to happen? Yeah. God, I want to see your blessing. God, I want to see your riches and glory. And I want to see the, the pour out upon my life, but you're not doing your part. Yeah. You got to do your part. Amen. You got, you got to do your part. Amen. Because talk is cheap. Amen. Talk is cheap. And again, you got to remember this. You got to tend to your garden to see it grow. Somebody say, I got to tend to my garden to see it grow. Amen. And your garden is your life. Your life. I don't have time to, to worry about what she got going on or, or what he has got going on. I don't have time for that. I got to tend to my garden so that my garden can grow. Amen. 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 I want to see fruit in my garden. Amen. I want to have good, juicy fruit in my garden. Amen. It's the tomatoes and vegetables, too. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And let's look at verse 47. God is saying, if you are serious and want to see my works in your life, you must do, which is an action word. You must act. Amen. And I like how my daddy used to say it. The word works if you work the word. The word works if you work the word. Because the Bible just sitting here collecting dust ain't no good unless you open it up and use it. Amen. You may have all the utensils in your house. You may have the, the new air fryer, the crock pot. But what good are those things if you don't plug it in and actually use it? That's right. Amen. You can have the brand new iPhone, what, 13 is out here? But if you don't know how to, to work that thing and get inside of it to learn how to work that thing, then what good is it? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Because when one is rooted, I want you to understand it's difficult to destroy or disturb it. Amen. So let's look at verse 48 before I move to the next part. It says, when you are grounded and rooted in a firm foundation, when one is grounded and rooted in a firm foundation, when the flood flows, 
you won't fail. Yes, when situations stir up, you will not be shaken. Yes. When, ob- when obstacles come your way, you will overcome. Amen? Because again, when one is rooted, it's difficult to destroy it. Amen? I want you to think about your life as individuals. And I, as I was studying this word, I, I, I took it personal. Because sometimes I, I think that I'm doing good. I think that things are smooth. I think that things are, are going, you know, the, the right way. But sometimes when, when trials come, when circumstances come, that's when I begin to see, oh, my faith really ain't there like I thought it was. You, you think you're good and you think you're rooted, but you'll know for sure if you're rooted when storms come and how you act. It's all about attitude. If you're, if you're in a good mood only when you see money, that's a problem. If you're only in a good mood only when, when you see good things and riches and glory, that's a problem. Because those things are just resources. We got to hang on to Jesus and hang on to the source, the root. Because when we are rooted, it is difficult to destroy that thing. When we're rooted in the firm foundation, when we're rooted in the word of God, when we're rooted on a hard rock, which is Jesus, when storms come, when trials come, we'll be like that house that it says in verse 48. When the flood comes, it won't be shaken. It won't be moved. Amen. Don't you want to be like that? Unshaken and unmovable. That trials don't bother you. That, oh, God, God got it. God got it covered. God got me. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I want you to keep this in mind. That roots are associated to growth. Those are the definition. That roots are associated to growth. So where you see a root, something will sprout. Something will grow. Like I keep using this point, your root determines your fruit. So the question I want to ask you. What fruit are you seeing in your life? If your root determines your fruit and roots, they tie in with growth, then then what root are you seeing? What fruit are you seeing in your life? Which let's turn to first Corinthians 15 and 58. And I'm reading for the NIV version. And it reads. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And I want to highlight this point in the scripture where it says stand firm, stand firm. You can stand firm when you're rooted deeply. You can stand firm when you're rooted real good and you're deeply established and firmly rooted in the ground. Amen. And then also it says, let nothing move you. Somebody say nothing. Nothing Nothing move. That means people's opinions of you. That means how folks look at you sideways. That means how people, they give you attitude. That means how people, they, they, they give you a hard time. People's comments about you, good and bad, bad and good. Don't let anything move you. Amen? Don't let trials move you. Don't let shortages move you. Don't let situations move you. It says let nothing move you. And this is possible if you give yourself fully to the Lord. It's possible if you give yourself fully to the Lord. We got to stop expecting God to do these great things for our life, but we're not giving God, we're not giving God, giving ourselves to God. Yes. Amen. Because some of us aren't seeing the fruit in our lives because our roots keep getting pulled up. Our roots keep getting pulled up. And I'm gonna just kind of expand a little bit on this point that we aren't seeing the fruit because our roots are getting pulled up. And what I mean by this is sometimes, like I was saying earlier. You'll go about this thing we call life. And when trials come, when I mean things are happening in your life, when this is happening over here, this is happening over there, you think you're rooted. But when the storm comes, you're easily pulled up. You're easily, you can be easily moved. But we got to stand firm. Amen. We got to stand firm. We got to get a grip. We got to get together. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just go ahead and head on to my second point. I'll be out your hair in a little bit. 
This point um, is going to be lukewarm won't last. Amen. Lukewarm won't last. The word lukewarm, it means not hot and not cold. You're not hot and you're not cold. So let's look at the, um, the book of Revelations, chapter 3, verses 15 through 16. And I'm reading from the NIV version. And it reads, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. I'm about to just spit you out of my mouth. You're making me sick to my stomach. When you look at this scripture, the scripture is telling us, since you, are, since, you are, aren't, since you are not standing on a side, not being hot or cold, God is saying, I can't tolerate you. Since you can't say, for God I live or for God I die, I, 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 can't, I can't deal with you. Since you don't know if you want to be holy or unholy, God said, I, I can't tolerate you. I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. You're making me sick to my stomach. I can't deal with that. Amen. God isn't pleased with the wishy-washy. God is not pleased with standing in the gap. There's just some gaps you can't fill in. I, I know that people like to use that saying, I want to fill it. I'm going to stand in the gap. But there's just some gaps you cannot fill in. Amen. You can't fill in, you can't fill in some of these gaps. And another thing God is not pleased with is that I've heard this plenty of times. Well, I got one foot in the word and I got one foot in the world. You know what that's called, my brother, my sister? That's called lukewarm. And I want you to know that it makes God sick to his stomach. That makes him want to just vomit. It makes him nauseous. Amen? That kind of stuff, it makes him want to vomit. And the question is why? Why? Why, Lord? I had to ask God, okay, God, I, I get it, but, but why does it make you sick to your stomach? And this is what God told me to share with y'all. Being lukewarm doesn't lead to a decision. And being indecisive means you're incomplete. <laughs> being lukewarm doesn't lead to a decision. And being indecisive means you're incomplete. So I, I know Pastor Straw a, a while ago, he used this example. I'm going to give you a natural example. Let's just say you go to the ice cream shop and they ask you, do you want strawberry, vanilla, or chocolate? And you're in the ice cream shop like, oh, ah. Um, if you don't make a decision, you're not going to get an answer. If you're, you can be in the store all day, I think I won't. That don't, that's not an answer. That, that, that's not an answer. Amen? And that makes God nauseous and sick to his stomach because I want you to think about it. If you're saying, I'm, I'm for God, I, God and Satan and righteous, unrighteous, light, and, and dark, I, I don't know, I want to do good, but I'm going to do bad too. I, I want to do both. You can't do both. Because the word of God tells us in James 1 and 8, a double-minded man is, un, is unstable in all his ways. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, and you can't function like that, and God is not going to fool with you like that. Amen? Amen? Thank you, Jesus. So that makes God sick to his stomach. Just think about it. Just think about kind of like a roller coaster. You get in the ice cream shop, for an example, I, I won't, I won't, and you're swaying back and forth. I'm, I'm going I'm to do this. That's making God's stomach literally sick. He can't handle that. He, uh-uh, I'm not dealing with it. I'm not, I'm not dealing with it. It makes him sick to his stomach. Let's just look at Matthew 12 and 30, and we're coming from the NIV version, and it reads, whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. I want you to understand today that this is, this is not me speaking. 
This is the Lord speaking through me. I don't know who this yeah. word is for. I don't know who it may reach across the world, but this is not, this is not Shekinah. I'm just a messenger, so don't shoot me and get mad at me. Amen. Amen. It's the word of God. Amen. <laughs> it reads, whoever is not with me is against me. Yes. And whoever does not gather with me scatters. You're either with me or against me. Amen. You're either straight or you're crooked. You either love me or you hate me. You're either light or dark. You're either hot or cold. You, 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 can't, you can't do both because God is telling us in our word of God that's unstable. And he's not going to fool with you like that. Amen? Amen? Another scripture I want to cover is going to be James 3, 10 through 12. And I'm coming from the NLT version. And it reads, And so blessings and cursings come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No, you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. And this scripture is very clear. It's just telling us, it's very clear. This is, this is clear to me. This scripture is very clear and it's telling us we got to get a grips. We got to get grounded. We got to get stable. We got to have our minds made up and we must get rooted. Amen. We must get rooted because lukewarm is just won't do it. Lukewarm is not good. It's not, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not we can't do that. Amen. It's, it's just not going to do it. Amen. And I want to say this too for those that are watching that lukewarm faith does not last. Lukewarm faith does not last. Because you can thank you, you, like I was saying earlier, you can thank you, oh yeah, I'm good, you know, everything, my, I got my accounts built up and everybody being nice to me. But the minute you see somebody roll their eyes at you, your whole, you're just shaking and they move you, getting uprooted just like that. You know what I'm saying? Lukewarm love don't last. <laughs> Lukewarm focus does not last. Lukewarm hope does not last. Lukewarm joy, it does not last. Lukewarm strength, it does not last. Lukewarm Christianity, it does not last. Amen? Lukewarm anything, it does not last. Amen? And I just want to say this one point. Lukewarm doesn't guarantee longevity. Lukewarm does not guarantee longevity. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. And as I come to a close, I want to cover my last scripture. Um, it's going to be John 15, 4 through 7, and I'm coming from the New King James Version. And it reads, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my word abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. So in my closing, I just want to leave you with this. You don't have to do this thing called life alone. You don't have to think you got it all together by yourself. If we just abide in Jesus and get rooted in the word of God, we can overcome any mountain. Amen. We can overcome any storm. You can triumph, any tri triumph over any trial. You can make it even if you made mistakes. You can walk in wealth. You can be in good health. You can reach the peaks of life. You can. Somebody say, I can. 
I can. You just need to get rooted in the right soil and connect it to the right source. Amen. Before I close out, I just want to give you all a quick little example just to give you a demonstration of how important it is to be connected, to be rooted. Amen. So I want you to see, as you see here, we have a lamp. Think, of, think as this lamp to be your life. There's no connection here between the lamp and the source. This is your life. No connection between you and God. So when trials come, when darkness comes, and you can't see, who are you gonna call on? You know, you're, you're, you're clicking it, but I, it's dark and, and I'm blinded and I can't see. If you don't have the right connection, you won't be able to see what you got to get through. Amen. But if you connect to the right source and get in the right soil and connect to Jesus. When it's dark and you can't see, when you call on the Lord, he's going to show up. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So that is all that I have for y'all. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on the Kingdom Rock Network. We'll see you next time. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.